Hi, this is Parker Bone III, and you are listening to the Above180.com podcast with Joey Serrar and Tim Berg. Hi, this is Krista from Bowler X Pro Shop. You're listening to the Above180.com podcast. Don't forget to stop by BowlerX.com, register for your free $750 Brunswick Arsenal. And also check out some of our great deals and always free shipping on every item every day. Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C. and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Nick Smith is the consumer product specialist for Brunswick. You may also know him as his alter ego, which is Bruns Nick. Make sure you check out bowlwithbrunswick.com. All the latest and greatest information. Uh, the new Nexuses are up there. Uh, anything you want to know about bowling in Brunswick, check out bowlwithbrunswick.com. Nick, Timberg, and Joey Serrar here. Thanks for hopping on with us and waking up early. Oh, good morning. Anything for you guys. Welcome, Nick. Uh, I'll start off the questions here with uh, your love affair with Brunswick. Now, I first became... Uh, let's say, uh, aware of your existence, uh, watching some of your videos on Brunsnick.com. Uh, can you give us a little timeline of how and why that started? Well, I think it all started with the original Inferno. Um, 2003, I was, uh, I was still in juniors at the time, and, uh, geez, I, I fell in love with that ball and then everything else that you know, came along with it. And I was always into the older stuff at the time, um, you know, went back to the gold rhino. I went back to the all the rhinos, teal rhino. Those were just some great bowling balls back then. Um, and then I just, uh, I, you know, I turned adult and went, uh, you know, got my PBA card, started bowling more, and just all I threw was Brunswick since 2003. Haven't even touched another ball. Jeez, um, I started making videos uh, just to get the reactions out there. That was kind of a new thing. I mean, nobody really. Had, you know, filmed a ball reaction before and made a video and a kind of a whole production out of it. And, you know, then it, it, it expanded from there where, when I started working in a pro shop and, you know, I wanted to make some tutorial videos, you know, on, you know, how to find your axis or, you know, how to maintain, you know, your, your, your bowling ball as far as performance goes and just kind of built from there, just did ball videos and then, uh, you know, and it expanded to, you know, helping the guys out at the mini eliminator at the time. And uh, just kind of, you know, just kind of made a friendship with Robert Lawrence. And, it's, you know, it stays uh, with me to this day. Well, that, that, that's the way I see it, too, Nick. You know, you kind of made bowling videos fun. And, you know, I mean, with the background music and just adding a little humor into it, uh, it kind of spiced things up. And, uh, and as you know, you, you came out to visit me out here in Milwaukee. We, we did some Brewer-Dodger games. Uh, I think the Dodgers won three out of four the first set we went to, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah, it, it's probably a turnaround now since the Brewers are infinitely better than the, the Dodger Blue right now, but uh, we'll see what happens. Well, I, I think that Ryan Braun was uh, given the MVP. Uh, that was unfair. My, Matt Kemp should have got that. You know that. Well, you know, I'll tell you, you know, as much of Ryan Braun fan as I am, Kemp's numbers were staggering, and, uh, you know, Kershaw did get the Cy Young, so, you know, it's it's probably just because 
Ryan inspired so many other players to kind of step up their game and you know it, it was a kind of a dream season for the Brewers this year but you know getting back to bowling which is which is why we're here uh, Brunswick launched as you know deviate brand of bowling uh, a few months back you want to kind of give us a little background into the conceptual ideas behind this launch Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, it, gosh, the, the, the groundwork was laid out, you know, about a year uh, prior to its launch. Um, the whole idea behind Deviate was we, we stumbled upon uh, the technology to, to create such a, a vibrant-looking bowling ball that still performed, um, and it didn't look anything like a Brunswick ball at all. So when we came out with these bowling balls with these bright colors and this performance that, you know, went down the lane smooth and then snapped off the spot. It didn't look like a Brunswick ball in any way or you know, any way possible. So we considered, uh, you know, the option to create another company, another brand that would be an offshoot of Brunswick that just totally, uh, I mean, gosh, how do you want to put it, just appealed to a different type of bowler. You know, Brunswick's always been traditional it's always been you know uh, kind of that that quintessential brand of bowling and this new product we were making this new idea was nothing like it uh, so deviate was born we deviated from the norm and uh, we came out with this brand again so in your opinion Nick do you think it's actually creating new a new customer base for Brunswick Corporation or oh, possibly just having some Brunswick loyalists switch over to the, the, this new motion shape that Deviate creates. Well, I think we're actually opening up a, a different type of, uh, of customer. I, I think the, the folks that never considered a Brunswick ball before are looking at Deviate and saying, yeah, that, that's, that's me, a, a misfit. You know, that's, that, says, uh, that, that speaks to me. You know, it's just uh, we're, we're seeing that kind of response to our bowling equipment. And joining us again is Nick Smith. Nick is the consumer product specialist for Brunswick. Nick, I have to agree with you. As uh, I had Joey drill me up one of the DVA a reckless for uh, for medium medium uh, condition down here in the Washington D.C. area, and I love the ball. Frankly, it works for me when when the ball is supposed to work. When the lanes start carrying down and I have to get too far left, it's not the not the greatest, so I have to put it in the bag. But it works great, and and I've carried messengers that I have my teammates. You know, I'm about a 260 rev rate sort of guy and they look at me when i'm throwing the head pin across and say well, where the hell did that come from uh and i said it comes from deviate you know so this is a great piece want to talk a little bit about the uh the world series of bowling uh last week we saw sean and this is a question we received from an emailer on uh, above180.com uh so they had a question regarding sean and his uh, nexus solid and the layout which uh was a you know pin above the middle ring finger with a mass bias on the left side of the thumb. So can you just talk about that and uh, why, in your opinion, he went with that choice? Sure. I mean, I, I wasn't a, a around during that match at that time, uh, but with that layout, uh, I believe it was a 110 degree mass bias on that one uh, with a five and a half. And the reason for for that layout uh, on that pattern. Um, was to kind of take the core out of play, if that makes sense, uh, and just rely mainly on cover stock. Um, with the way that they uh, were burnt up and broken down early on, uh, it kind of forced every uh, all the guys right uh, of where they normally like to play, 
and uh, you know they wanted to to, to kind of square up the lane, and they were kind of forcing that spot. You know, Mika tried to create a, an area where they couldn't play, and so they forced them out of that. So, in, in other words, by Mika using a, a duller piece during the the practice session, he kind of burned out most of that oil in the center portion of the lane, forcing players out. And Sean's angle of attack, basically, he needed traction, but he didn't need, uh, say, massive back-end motion, nor did he want to increase his launch angles through the front. Am I understanding that correctly? Right. He needed uh, an extremely slow response to friction down lane. Um, the cover was a good matchup because it was a pretty long pattern, uh, but with that layout, it, it didn't come off the spot very hard. Um, and, you know, the, even even with that layout, that ball still peeled. So, I mean, the, the lanes were jumping, so they needed something that didn't uh, didn't give them that look that just went through the pins too hard. So, so what is your personal opinion, Nick, about players basically playing some defensive measures during practice to maybe force Sean and Jason Belmonte out of their A-game comfort zone with lane play on the lane and forcing them to play a different portion of the lane. Do you think it's a exciting part of the game right now we're in, or or possibly it's it's ruining the game to a certain extent? Well, I, I don't think it's ruining the game. I mean, it's definitely a, a, a part of the strategy involved nowadays. I mean, it's nothing new. Um, I think the, the first person to really uh, bring light of it all was, uh, I mean, Robert Smith. I mean, when he was using, uh, you know, plastic straight up the gutter on, on, on Cheetah, you know, he dominated that pattern. He needed the length and he needed to get a little push. And, you know, so he kind of tailored the lanes to how he wanted to play. And, you know, with this, with this last, uh, TV show, I mean, Mika was no different, you know, and that's, that's, that's fine. I mean, that's how he wanted to play the game. He wanted to bring him out into his area and let him beat him at his own game. So, Nick, I want to ask, because Tom Clark, who we talked to last week, had mentioned that the PBA was going to look into to possibly trying to see if there's anything they can do about this. Maybe it's limiting practice time for the, for the TV pairs or the TV finals. Uh, do you think anything needs to be changed, or do you think this is just a point where bowlers have to say, look, I'm bowling against the best. I should be able to do whatever I need to do, whether that's move right of where I played all week, move left of where I played all week, just to compete on TV? Well, I mean, they're professionals. I mean, they're, they're all bowling on the same thing. Uh, it, you know, they, they're, they're going to make their adjustments and, and make good shots. I mean, that's what they do. I mean, granted, if it were my call, I would give them their 15 minutes of practice, re-oil, since it's only one pair, and let them get two shots on each lane. Um, you know, that would, that would make it fair for everybody, I think. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you, Nick, on that re-oiling deal. Uh, I mean, to, to oil a pair is just less than five minutes' time, I'm sure. And uh, it, I think it would bring a little bit more equity into it. But it is kind of interesting to to see what players can do to a pattern and, and again, what adjustments a bowler can make to kind of counteract that move. But, uh, you know, getting back to Brunswick's equipment, I mean, you're trying to expand the motion range from Brunswick Corporation, and it's it's being done without question with the Deviate brand, but also with the Nexus brand. Uh, the Nexus Pearl, Brunswick's strongest ever pearlized cover, again, for medium to heavier patterns, strong back end. How would you compare that ball, or how would you differentiate that ball from, say, the Hellraiser? Well, I, I think uh, 
gosh. I mean, I had, I had both in my hand yesterday. Uh, I, I definitely see a different motion uh, with the Nexus Pearl as, composed, uh, as opposed to the, to the Hellraiser. Just the, the, the quickness of response off the spot. Um, I, I see the, 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 the cover stock uh, kind of is a little cleaner in the front, definitely cleaner, uh, and much more response. It looks like a typical skid snap type reaction ball. Um, Hellraiser with the hybrid cover and a stronger uh, asymmetric core in that one uh, definitely starts up sooner uh, and gets rolling. Uh, So, uh, you know, with the adaptive technology on the Nexus Pearl, I definitely see a stronger move off the spot, but definitely cleaner in the front part of the lane. And that's kind of how we saw them during testing as well, that the Hellraiser just gave us a little bit more mid-lane motion, still considered skid, strong arc, not quite as flippy as the Nexus Pearl. Um, so is there anything new coming out from Brunswick that you can share with us uh, for the holiday season or, or the, the tournament season coming upon us in, in January, February, and March? You know, I'm, I'm not certain what will be out yet. Um, you know, we have our meetings next week. We'll talk about a little more. But usually, uh, I mean, keep your eyes peeled uh, and ears open, and, uh, you know, we'll have some information out probably uh, right after the new year. So you said you used a couple of those balls uh, just yesterday, which uh, was that in a PBA regional of sorts? Yeah, yeah. There, uh, it was a non-champion event in Reno at the stadium, and, um you know, there was uh, 42 guys and girls that showed up for the event. Uh, I started with, uh, you know, it was a Viper pattern. I started with a Nexus solid out of the gate, and it was a it was a real tight uh, Viper. Uh, if you went left to right whatsoever, uh, you, you got into trouble. Uh, Nexus solid was actually a little strong from where I was playing, so the the Hellraiser actually uh, ended up being uh, the best matchup for the day. You know, I made a little run at the end. Uh, finished ninth, but just uh, one spot out of the cut. Want to also remind the Above 180 listeners and everyone out there listening to the podcast, check out BowlerX.com, uh, a fine sponsor here of the Above 180 podcast and website. Uh, they are raffling off, uh, at the end of the month, they're giving away a new Brunswick arsenal, $750 worth of Brunswick's latest and greatest pieces that we're talking about here, the Nexus, Nexus Pearl, that sort of thing. All the information is on BowlerX.com, so check that out, number one. Uh, also, check them out as, as the holidays approach us. Uh, have some great deals online there. There are some close-up bowling balls, and, and also they offer free shipping, which is a neat thing. I know a lot of times you have to go online and you have to spend over a certain amount of dollars to get free shipping. Not at BowlerX.com. Uh, so check BowlerX.com out. Uh, Lee and Krista and the whole staff there uh, do a really great job of, of really personalizing things, Joey, and uh, keeping this as, as you're not just a, another number when you when you order something. Yeah, everybody wants new bowling equipment at Christmas, it seems. It doesn't matter what your average is, what your skill level is. A, a new bowling ball is a lot of times everyone's favorite gift. So, again, it's BowlerX.com. Just check that out. Uh, it's going to be right on the front home page. It says click here. So just click there. It'll take you to the page. You have to put in your name and address, and they they got to be able to contact you. Uh, but that does end uh, December 30th. So please do that do that today. Again, BowlerX.com. So, Nick, hanging around the bowling industry and hanging around Brunswick quite a bit, our goal of the podcast is to help bowlers get better, take that 
guy or, or gal who averages in the 180 range and help them take their game to that next level. So you see a lot of these bowlers, whether it be at pro-ams, whether it be just uh, in bowling, you know, your typical leagues. What is one thing that I think are, are a couple things that you feel people need to really focus on when it comes to bowling uh, and taking their game to that next level? Well, I mean, just working demos and demo days, which I have another one this afternoon, and watching all types of skill levels, you know, try out our equipment. Uh, the main thing I see is is just repeating shots, uh, you know, and that comes with practice. Just getting your mechanics down to to where you can repeat them, make them, you know, not too difficult to repeat, uh, and just staying within your own physical game, you know, your own limitations. Um, so, I mean, that's the number one thing I see is just, you know, just the uh, the, the type of shots I see from, from frame to frame. They're just so wide open. Um, and just, uh, you know, a matchup of, of where to play the lanes, uh, given the current conditions or whatever they're on. Uh, that's how that, that's how I think folks can really improve their game is just by repeating shots. Again, joining us is consumer product specialist Nick Smith, also known as Bruns Nick. So you talk about these uh, these uh, demo days sort of uh, things. I did a demo days back at the end of October here in the in the nation's capital area. Um, people sometimes, though, they think, why would I want to go and do something like that? But like you said, talk about some of the advantages, and you get to basically, for two hours, get to throw six or eight or as many different pieces as you want and see what might fit in your game. Sure. I mean, and you also will have a, you know, a product representative there that you can really pick their brain. I mean, that's, that's such a, a huge, huge advantage for some folks um, to really just absorb all that information. And we're there to help. I mean, yeah, we want to sell you a bowling ball with our, with our brand logo on it, but at the end of the day, we want to make bowlers better as well. Um, and if we feel that a, a certain ball will match up, we'll, we'll tell you why. Not just, oh, that ball looks good, you should buy that one. But here's why I think that ball is the best matchup for you, not just, oh, that ball you know, looks pretty, you should get it. You know, it's not like that. So, so, Nick, is Brunswick doing anything or do they have any programs or promotions coming out in the near future that are directly aimed at instructing or just sharing some of this knowledge, you know, either from product specialists such as yourself or from tour players? In other words, information to help the common man read lanes better, make adjustments better, understand why to use, when to use this ball over this ball, things of that nature. Yeah, actually, uh, the, some of the pro staff, actually almost all the pro staff got together and uh, are, are starting a Brunswick Bowling Camp. Um, it's going to be the first time uh, they've ever tried to do anything like this. It's going to be a three-day camp. Um, it will be held in Chicago. I'm not entirely sh- sure of the dates. I want to say it's in July. Uh, but uh, it's going to be three days instruction with you know, Hall of Fame members, you know, PBA staff members, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that'll that'll be in Chicago. Um, and Sean Rash is actually kind of the the ringleader of this whole group, and he's organizing it. And it's called the uh, the Brunswick uh, Brunswick Bowling Camp. Okay, and uh, I'll tell you that's something we're going to look forward to here. Being in the Milwaukee area, we'll definitely promote it. Uh, possibly be available on the west and east coast eventually you think i think if they have a good turnout then yeah absolutely that'll be something they expand on um you know i think that uh, that would be a huge draw for most folks you know if they feel like they get something out of it i mean obviously it does have a little bit of cost to it but you're going to get 
uh, a lot for your money, for sure. Right, you know, and, and as challenging as our game is today, you know, like you say, practice is, you know, that's a no-brainer. You need to practice to, some, you know, create some semblance of consistency and timing, but just knowing, you know, when to make changes, I mean, you say that kind of hurt you in your, your regional, you kind of read the transition or, or lane pair difference a little late and one bad game and it kind of knocked you out of the tournament. Sure. I mean, it's uh, after game four uh, when I when I shot my 150. You know, I was I was minus four after that, and, and then you know I just kind of had a aha response, and then made my adjustment and finished you know 145 over after the last you know after eight. So you know I'm not as sharp as when I was bowling you know four or five six times a week. Um, you know, but uh, I, I do my best. I feel like my physical game is still pretty good, but. You know, sometimes it. Uh, you know, I'm not that smart, so I got to takes me a little longer to to get it. Sometimes. Yeah, I, I kind of fall into that same category sometimes. Just uh, a little slow to, to to really maybe take a big chance or or make the big move. But you know, Sean Rash told me that many years ago. You know how pros differ from say top amateurs, especially like in the Masters when it was in Milwaukee. He said it, it's all about recognition. We, we recognize things so much quicker, not wasting those three, four, five frames. And again, moving pairs, the likelihood of you know pair B being the same as what you were just on just doesn't happen too often. Uh, you know, so the pro recognizes quicker. They make the ball change. They make the zone change on the lane. And uh, I mean, plus their execution is normally more consistent than it would be for a good amateur. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, their uh, their repetition is just phenomenal. It just comes from bowling uh, so much. I mean, it's just so dialed in. They don't think about it, and uh, it's just so fluid. I mean, it, it was really fun to, uh, to be around for the World Series, uh, you know, in, in you know last month. Uh, again, joining us today is Nick Smith. Nick is a consumer product specialist with Brunswick. Nick, thank you for joining us. This was very informative. Uh, again, check out the World Series of Bowling. Uh, as it continues on ESPN on Sundays at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Nick, thanks again for getting up early with us. We're going to have to do it again, and, and we'll do our best. Maybe what we'll do is we'll set this up a little bit later for you. Uh, so after you've had your Dr. Pepper, we can uh, we can expand a little bit more on some things, all right? Well, I appreciate that very much, guys. You know, I also want to mention, you know, Nick runs these little probably two, three-minute videos on YouTube, uh, kind of your your – Whatever you want to call it, your jaunts out there on the PVA with the, you know, on the truck with the ball guys and some of the pros. Uh, what is that listed under in YouTube there, Nick? Uh, you can find that under uh, if you search Bruns Nick blogging, B L O G G I N. Um, just something I kind of wanted to start. Um, you know, we have a lot of time on the road, and you know, I, I think about the most random things sometimes. And you know, with the World Series of Bowling, you know, I was in touch with all sorts of characters and, you know, just uh, having a good time. So I wanted to kind of give everybody kind of a inside look of, you know, what reps do or who they come across and, you know, just random thoughts on the road. You know, it's a lot of driving, but, uh, you know, it's, it could be fun. You know, I, I've kind of laid the groundwork out and, uh, you know, I did a little bit more video this past weekend and, uh, you know, it, uh, we'll just kind of play with it a little bit. I mean, it's kind of open book, just kind of raw edits. No frills, just kind of, you know, encounters. Right. Totally unscripted, but, you know, trying to make it a little bit more fun. But if you're try, trying to break up the monotony of all that traveling, I mean, 
That's a lot of that's a lot of miles on the road for you, no? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, with the, the recent history with the World Series of Bowling, and then we had our Nexus Seminar Swing. You know, I was on the road for almost a, a month straight. You know, and uh, a lot of driving time. I spent a lot of time with Ray Edwards from from R and D, and picked his brain for, for like two thousand miles. So, you know, I had a really good time. For Tim Berg, Joe Sarar, Nick Smith, good luck and good bowling.